What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Clocks on the stove with me, Mr. Zachary Watts. And today's guest, Florida State baseball commit, CDS, second baseman, shortstop, Christian Clark. Christian, how you doing, brother? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. So for everyone that doesn't know Christian, he's, a, like I said, shortstop, second baseman, class of 2025 at Carrollwood Day School. Uh, you got a PG grade of nine. It's committed to Florida State. 94.2 exit velo, 6.67 60 yard dash, 83 fastball, which was in the 92 percentile of PG, and a 6670, 66, 66, 60 at 98 percent at perfect game. My bad, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all straight. So, Christian, um, I don't know if you know this, but I was actually a CDS baseball player for three years. Um, we never got the chance to play together, unfortunately. But um, I just kind of wanted to ask you what the CDS baseball team has been like from your experience there. Because, um, I mean, ever since we had coaching changes, I haven't been able to keep up as much as I'd like to. So just kind of give me a rundown of what it's like being at CDS. Uh, I mean, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, last year was my first year at CDS. So um, being an eighth grader, you know, playing varsity baseball, so it's a pretty big change. Um, I mean, last year wasn't the greatest year. Uh, had a losing record and stuff like that. But like this year, Got a new coach, started turning things around, got some new players. And uh, we split good – or fortunately, we split this season 500, 11-11. Uh, but we have a lot of freshmen, a lot of young guys. So, for the next couple of years, we're going to be pretty good. You've been on the mound at all or no? They haven't, they haven't yeah. yeah. You've been on the mound at all? Uh, sort of. Like, an inning or two. Yeah, I remember uh, our senior year, we lost – like, they had no more pitchers to pitch. So we had like short stops and like outfielders throwing in the district finals. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so my last year at CDS, we ended up posting our best record. We went 25 and four, went mm -hmm. to state semis and they got bounced. But, um, we had like a bunch of coaching changes after that. Um, who was your coach, um, this past year? I know you said you had a new one, but who is this past one? Uh, so this past year, his name is uh, Coach Tony Brewington. So that was our coach. Um, oh, okay. This past year, and then the year before, we had some guy named uh, Coach Valdez, Coach Ryan Valdez. Uh, yeah. I, I guess that just didn't last that long, but yeah. So you said eighth grade was your first year at Carrollwood Day School? Yes, sir. How did you hear about Carrollwood Day School, and what what like drew your attention to them? Oh uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> ever since middle school, I was thinking about going to CDS my my middle school year and stuff like that, and uh, I guess it just didn't necessarily happen. Um, and then I, I had a couple of friends who went to CDS. Um, knew a couple of people who always told me about it. So I took a tour, instantly fell in love, and that's where I ended up, ended up yeah. at. Yeah. We just had uh, JT Quinn on from Berkeley, and it's just like, mm -hmm. it's crazy how much good baseball there is just in Tampa alone with like Tampa yeah. Catholic, Berkeley, Jesuit, Carrollwood Day School, at Calvary. Like, yeah, Tampa's just really a hotbed for, for private school baseball, man. Mm -hmm. Christian, do you think it was, um, I guess, I, I wouldn't really say you had like your focus on it, but does it kind of help? knowing that like even as a middle schooler you can play on like the varsity level and get that experience uh this early on because i know for me i didn't start on varsity till my i think junior year mm. now i played some sophomore but i wasn't like a solidified starter till my junior year so like do you think that helps a lot uh yeah i do think it helps but i just think it just depends like where your mind is uh, i definitely think it hurts somebody and also helps somebody like it could benefit you or hurt you uh, i think it just depends on like where you're at as far as in the game you know what i mean because the game is a very humbling sport so um, I would just say, like, as long as your head's in the right place, you know, you're trying to learn and stuff like that, I think it could help. But, I mean, for me, it helped. It was a great experience. I got to learn a lot. That way, when I did start, you know, my official high school season and stuff like that, I could, you know, kind of know what I was expecting and stuff like that. So I was able to go from there and do pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Now, was there – did you have to make any adjustments going from uh, – well, you, you're still in AAU in seventh grade, right? And then you went to varsity, which is, like – you can play against 18 year olds, even 19 in some situations. Yeah. Was there any like adjustments you had to make or anything that you weren't really used to jumping a gap that, you know, that big? There's a lot of things I had to get used to. Like actually, so I wasn't really even a shortstop before I got to CDS. Um, I, I was a kind of like a catcher outfield type of guy, but we didn't have a shortstop. So I stepped up and I was like, you know, I learned this position or how to play and stuff like that. So I had to learn a whole new position and the whole, like the game just moved so much faster, you know? Um, there's not really that much room to think and, you know, second guess yourself, you know, you know, it's everything's just kind of like boom, 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 boom. So yeah, everything's yeah. a lot faster. The game was a lot faster, pitching speed, uh, yeah. getting the ball in and out. It's just a lot more competitive. 
Yeah. Um, what do you feel like are some things you've been trying to work on specifically within your game as you like go through high school? Cause I know you're already committed to four states. So you're kind of already trying to get yourself college level ready. Cause you know that you're going to face that um, sooner rather than later. I know it seems a little far out, but I promise you, you will be in college before you know it. And it, it's a, it's a great time though. It's great. But um, yeah, just what are some things you're trying to work on right now? Um, some things I'm trying to like pretty much work on is, um, so kind of like my pitch selection a little bit. I mean, this whole season, I'm just getting off speed curveballs, changeups. I don't really get that many fastballs. So just kind of just, you know, spinning on it, leaving it alone and stuff like that. And just learning how to stay kind of, kind of a little bit more consistent and stuff like that, you know, like just kind of staying here and elevating, you know, I can't really be up and down and stuff like that. So just learn to stay more consistent and, um, just be more like disciplined in the game. Yeah. Going, talking about, uh, at, at bat what how do you approach you know how do you approach what is your approach at the plate like is there certain balls you're looking for how are you staying composed if you're down 0-2 in the count like what's your mental like when you're up there to hit well every time I get in the box my like my always my approach is always like I want to swing at balls that I can drive and not just hit you know what I mean like I can poke the ball out there hit a little dribbler and, you know it doesn't really do anything you know what I mean so I always look for a pitch that I can drive and I'm more so like a, a gap to gap type of guy so yeah. I aim for the gaps and stuff like that I'm not really gonna try to hit home runs every at bat and swing for the fences and stuff like that. And it's also really just about like what I can do for the team. You know, like if we have a guy third or something like that, I might have to lay down the bunt. So just anything that I can do to benefit the team and help out the team. That's pretty much my approach. Yeah, home yeah, runs but. on that CDS field are damn near impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was, the, what was that uh, adjustment like? Because I know when you toured the school, you probably saw the field. Did that kind of look intimidating at first when you well, see that? Yeah, massive? Real quick, can you explain why, like, so everyone else understands, like, how, why the field's so big? Yes. Oh. So our old athletic director at the time, his name was Nick Rodriguez, who also happened to be the baseball coach. He wanted a, they, the school wanted a brand new football field, but he like demanded that we needed another baseball field since we were already building the gym. Mm-hmm. So he comprised an idea with the Wagner family, which is why it's called the Wagner complex mm-hmm. to pitch like a million dollars. And then the school would raise it and match it. So we ended up the way he had it laid out. Cause he explained it to us. He was like, we'll have the football fields. Like we'll have everything centered around the football field. And then we can just add um, the like infield and stuff after like how we make the dimensions. The mm-hmm. only guarantees we knew at the time were that we were definitely getting a clay mound because we didn't want to pitch on turf. That was the one thing like we were like set on not doing. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, we were like, we don't care what anything else is. So it was a surprise to us when we saw the whole turf field, um, football field, now field. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally what, 425 to the gaps, like yeah, 305 down the line. Like that. it's, it's huge. Yeah. So it's, I mean, literally like, it's literally like you drive into the school and it's like you're driving on the right is the school and on the left yeah. is, the, is the, the stands. And then it's a whole football field and then a baseball field. Yeah. It's like, dude, going yard, like, that's, that's far. What would you say? It's 425? It's, I it's like, yeah, like something like that. It's, yeah, it's great. Really it's all, so the only thing not turf on the baseball field is the mound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I thought it, that was turf, too. Mm, yeah, that's the only how thing. different is it playing on turf than than clay or than yeah right yeah uh it's it's pretty deceiving because it's like you know, like you get those like perfect hops you know what i mean like like you can tell where the ball is going to be and then the next game you might play like away at a clay field and you think that it's gonna be like a nice hop and it just like goes right under your glove or something like that like yeah. it's just everything's pretty sweet what about base so, yeah. running too? Is, it, is it harder or easier with turf uh you gotta slide earlier because you're like you'll yeah you skid, and it, it, sometimes it hurts a little bit, but as long as you, like, slide at the right time, you'll be okay. You kind of, like, glide. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, especially for you, because you said you made that transition from, like, outfield catcher role to more infielder now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably like working the infield a lot more now because, I mean, with our outfields, I was a – I played right and left and switched out, but I literally had to play, like, perfect alignment on every hitter because mm-hmm. I was so worried, like, if this ball gets, like, just out of my – like just out of gloves reach on like either side, that's triple inside the Parker all day, every day. Mm -hmm. But, um, so are you guys still in three a right now? Yeah, we're still in three a, but surprising the three a is like probably like one of the best divisions in like Florida. Oh really? Who's in it right now? So we had like Berkeley, like we had Calvary. So we had some, like, we had some pretty good teams. Like last year, 
our division was Berkeley and Calvary. Like we had to beat them to get the regionals in. Yeah. <laughs> like that wow. was, I don't, I don't even know. What about, is Tampa Catholic still good at baseball? Uh, I mean, they're okay. They're, um, I mean, I guess they're, they're a little young too. They just got a new coach this year, actually. Oh, um, really? But they're not like super good like they used to be, but they're not bad at all. Who's like, who would you say are like the, the, the powerhouses in Hillsborough County right now? Jesuit. I mean, yeah, of course, but. Yeah, Jesuit, <laughs> uh, Berkeley. Uh, I don't know. I don't see Jesuit and Berkeley run everything. What about, what about like a uh, house plant or Jefferson? Oh, Plant's actually really good. Plant, they they went to Final Four, I think. I think they lost in the summers, but they're really good. Uh, Jefferson's not bad. Last year they beat Jesuit. Um, this year they were not. They weren't horrible. They were pretty they good. They won states last year. I'm pretty sure Je- Jefferson. I'm I don't think they did. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did with like a very young team. Yeah, they're they're pretty yeah. good. Yeah, they're like a consistent team. Tampa yeah. Catholic's like one of those teams too. It's like they'll suck, they'll suck, they'll suck, and then they'll have a two year amazing seasons, and then they'll just go yeah. right back to sucking. And they somehow always pull off a game against Jesuit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess since those two, like, I'm assuming Brooks to Bartolo probably isn't there anymore unless they still are. Well, um, yeah, Brooks is in three. They're actually in our division. So, Brooks to Bartolo, like, our division is us, uh, Brooks to Bartolo, TC, Tampa Prep, uh, TC, Bell Creek, and yeah, I want to say that's it. Yeah. That's kind of. That's well, we Bell Creek's a team I threw a no hitter against, and then we <laughs> faced them. <laughs> oh, no, no offense to Bell Creek, but Zach Watts business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this was this is actually the funny part. We played Bell Creek, I pitched no hitter, and then for senior night, we were reading off our favorite moments, and like they literally said out loud over the mic, they were like, Zach's favorite high school memory is throwing a no hitter against this team, and then like. <laughs> They have me like I could I like just looked across and I could see like all of them just like we're not having it. I was like, uh, like that's not good. But um, one of the things I want to say was when I was there, Berkeley TC, um, and I think one of those other teams they weren't even in ours. I think they were technically four A. I thought at the time. Yeah, yeah, they were four A yeah. at the time. But the thing is, we would play them every every year. Like mm-hmm. I remember, um, for some reason, like I. Like, I was an average pitcher, but for some reason, whenever I faced Berkeley, like, that was when I mm. felt like I was at my best. But, like, I thought it was so much more beneficial to play those harder teams out of conference. So that way, once you, like, play division games and you get towards, like, divisional, regional, um, even states time, mm. that competition you face year-round. So it's not like anything's different. Like, the pressure has always been there. Um, especially, I know you guys uh, were 500 last year, but you probably know how it felt last year against that competition. You know what you got to do better next time around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I th- To me personally, I, I think it's one of the best things about um, CDS is we don't shy away from competition in baseball ever. Yeah. Um, I can't say the same for all of our sports while we were there at least, but um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. No, I, I agree with what you're saying with strength of schedule. Cause like, I mean, the way we would do it in wrestling is you start off your season really easy. So like you get it, get your first 10 wins out, get, just get your nerves out. Then you go to a super hard tournament to humble you. Then you yeah. go, then you go back to easy. You start ramping it back up. And then by the time you hit the last tournament before districts, you go to a super hard tournament, sharpen yeah. you up and then you go into postseason. That's mm-hmm. how we'd always try to do it. So every, you'd always start off, get, get your butterflies out, but you would mm-hmm. tell, like, I don't know how it works in baseball, but in wrestling, the like panhandle kids were all like, 80 and 0 because they would just wrestle the same four schools all yeah. season and they would kill kids and then they'd go to postseason and get destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always felt like when I was younger, I was like, I'd rather look 80 and 0, but the older I get, like I'd way rather be ready and I wouldn't care about a record. I, I would rather go into playoffs 500 and then win a title than, than go in 50 and 0 and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christian, what was it kind of like adjusting? to more of like a team environment. So what I mean by that is kind of like an AAU, you may get some practices in, but you're only really playing in like tournaments. What was it kind of like being a part of a team with like kids you go to school with every day? Like what was the camaraderie like? Like Mm. was the friendships Um, different? Like kind of run us through that. Like actually it was pretty fun. Like it's like, you know, you make a family, you know, every like you always hear about people talking about like, you know, once you get to high school, have a high school team, like you'll always remember these memories and stuff like that. So just creating different memories and stuff like that. Like knowing that like 
like, you know, you talk to them in school, talk about baseball and then see them after school too. You know, like I made some best friends, a lot of memories and it's just, it's fun. Like the bus rides there, the bus rides back and stuff. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do miss that, that, that parts are, those parts are fun. Those are the things you don't think about, you know, like you forget about those things. Like those, yeah. those little it's bus rides, fun. like little team meetings, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, oh yeah, for sure. That's my memories. I'm, I actually just the other day, um, I found a video on my camera roll and I sent it to like our high school group, like high school baseball team group chat. Mm-hmm. Like that just shows you like how long these connections linger afterwards. Cause I'm four or five years removed from mm-hmm. playing. And I mean, I still talk to the guys about kicking it back in high school. It makes me sound so much <laughs> older than I actually am. <laughs> back in my days. <laughs> yeah. Back in my days type talk, but uh, no, seriously. Um, the memories you make with the guys are way more important than like the stats you put up on the field. So I feel like for you, it's definitely just team first and then personal success later. But obviously you seem to be doing pretty well. Piggybacking off of what Zach just said, now knowing that, you know, your future is already best, like, you know, you're going to Florida state. Does that take like a lot of stress off of you when you're playing now, knowing that you don't have to worry about how amazing you play because you you already know where you're going. You kind of focus more on, adapting and developing yourself um it's kind of 50 50 like sometimes it's just like it's a relief because baseball recruiting is very like it's very difficult um a lot of kids who play the game but also it's also like a little stressful sometimes because I feel like I feel like I almost I gotta be like more than like you know like just like more like I feel like I gotta do better I feel like I gotta play like go three for three every game and stuff like that I just put sometimes I put some like unnecessary pressure on stuff like that so I'm kind of just learning how to manage that but I mean it's just 50 50. Now speaking of pressure and stuff like that sorry Zach um how do you when when you go on mental slumps and stuff what are you doing to to get out of that and also how do you strengthen your mental on the side like is there anything specific you do to help strengthen because I mean baseball is such a mental sport as it is Mm-hmm. um I'm a big visualizer so like I like 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 calming myself down like if I feel like I'm just everywhere I like calming myself down and just kind of visualizing what I'm going to do at the plate or how I'm going to play in the field and just stuff like that and kind of just calming my nerves down slowing my heart rate down a little bit and it, it works for me so yeah I feel like I wish I would have gotten this advice sooner but um I think I heard it some time ago but anyway it goes um, insecurity is your greatest weapon because a lot of times we become too complacent in what we're doing to kind of like realize that we need to get better or maybe we just get like kind of satisfied with what we're doing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's good to like kind of take pressure off yourself, but I mean, these are also traits of a leader that you're describing. Like you may not see it in yourself yet, or maybe you do, but like holding yourself accountable and everyone else accountable, like people will follow suit. Like if they see that you're if, if they see that you're still even a little hard on yourself, even though you went three for four, just because your last at bat wasn't like how you wanted it to be, that shows that you want perfection. So, yeah. I mean, obviously I want to tell you, especially at this point, like just take it a little easy on yourself, but never, ever lose that drive, especially now. Like you got so much room to grow. I'm sure you'll do amazing. I mean, that's why we wanted you on here. We see big things in your future. So we want to help relish in that success as well. Now, what was um, it about uh, about Florida State that caught your eye? Oh, there's a couple of things. Like, so pretty much, I like I love the atmosphere. Like, Florida State is like the first time I ever went. I was just like pretty much in love and stuff like that. And the coaches are amazing as well. Like, the coaching staff is amazing. And like, Florida State is a big tradition school. Like, like whole bunch of tradition. Like tradition, you can see it in the buildings, just the stadium, just stuff like that. Um, in the fan base, the fan base is, is, is pretty fun too. So kind of just finding a place that, you know, I could be close to home for my parents to come watch me see the gear, come watch, um, come watch the games and stuff like that. Just kind of have that, like that loving, like environment and stuff like that. I just, mm-hmm. it just felt like home. Now, were you recruited by, by Martin or were you recruited by, by uh, Link Jarrett? Uh, Coach Martin. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, talk to, I'm sorry, did you get to talk to Jarrett yet and stuff? Like, has he reached out? Uh, not necessarily like I'm still trying to figure like not necessarily figure things out um, I'm still kind of like the relationships are still being like formed and stuff like that so eventually I'll be able to meet him and stuff like that but yeah yeah because yeah, um Jarrett came over from Notre Dame yeah, right Grace? I, actually if I could I, I did some homework on this sorry I want to I want to go over this. go hey all right so go for Jarrett, it Jarrett coached at Notre Dame but what what made his name really was he started coaching at um UNC Greensboro, 
and they started having like crazy success. Um, they made it to the Clemson. They made it to the regional when he was there. They were like they were like really bad, and he started turning them around pretty well. And then when he was at Notre Dame, uh, his overall Notre Dame record was forty four and twenty one. Or no, 80, 86 and 32, 44 and 21 in conference. He went to Super Regional once, and then he went to the World Series this year. But he mm-hmm. also played at Florida State for three for four yeah. years, going to the College World Series three years. So he has College World Series experience as a coach and as player. and as a, uh, as a player. Yeah. With the with the new coach you have now, Christian, did they have any prior uh, experience in baseball, or like what's kind of like their background? If you know any. Um, from, from what I know, um, he played a little bit of independent ball, uh, was with the Reds a little bit. And then he actually, so he actually coaches like this, like perfect game collegiately. It's called, um, he, he was, he coached the Batavia Monk Dog. So it was, it was pretty okay. cool. I actually went with them, um, for a little bit for like a week or two, but it was, it was pretty fun. It's just, it's, it's pretty cool. But yeah, he, he's been around the game for a long time. He's a pretty good coach. He coached yeah. at FAMU for a little bit, played at Benedict oh. College and stuff like that. So. Going back to the Florida State real quick, though, um, you were talking about tradition was something that, that means a lot to you, and Florida State has a lot of it. Is that something that, like, even though you you kind of you committed to the program, not the coach, but even though you got a new coach, knowing he is a Florida State alum, is that something that you really like as well? Yeah, I think it's cool because I think, like, like I think it's just, you know, if, like, you've kind of been a part of something before, I think you're going to have, like, extra care and extra love for it, you know what I mean? Like, I think that he really wants to, like, you know, like – make like a winning culture and winning program and stuff like that. So I think that it's actually pretty cool that he did go to Florida state because it's just like, I just know, like, I mean, of course he's going to care regardless and stuff yeah. like that, but it's just like, it's just different, you know, like that's family, that's home for him. So I'm a big fan of him. Honestly, I like what he did in Notre Dame. I was doing a bunch of research on him for this. And mm-hmm. I, as a Florida state fan, I, I think it was a really good hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Christian, you talked about um, actually spending a week or two at the, um, the like summer program, what was that? Did you get the chance to play at all? Were you just there to like kind of watch, take things in? And what was that experience kind of like? What did you notice differently? uh, So I didn't, I didn't get to play or anything like that. Like it was like, it was like a collegiate league. So it was a lot of guys were already in college um, looking to get drafted and stuff like that. But it was fun. Like, it's like, I had my own little dorm room or whatever. It was like five minutes away from the stadium. Um, Things that they did differently was like pregame, the way that they went about their business. Like everything was really like, um, orderly and stuff like that. So it wasn't really that much playing around. And everybody's, you know, trying to get drafted or trying to go to a league. So everybody took it very serious, you know. I mean, they still did have some fun, but um, there's always, um, this, you know, a schedule and stuff like that, just a way to do things, different, like, respect for the game and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was, it was just it was just a lot different. Yeah, we uh, we actually were fortunate enough. We just interned at a the South Florida Collegiate Baseball League, um, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a great experience. Um, especially just for like the talent level, like you had a lot of kids that were trying to get drafted, but knew that like they weren't at that level yet. So everyone was trying to just like put in their own individual work, but also try to play as a team as well. Like you kind of, it's kind of hard dividing the two sometimes because yeah, you want to play for the team, but also like there's sometimes where like you want to play for yourself, like you want to help get yourself out there recognized, but kind of trying to find that balance is usually difficult. Yeah. But one of the questions I kind of wanted to get to was what got you into baseball? Like where did your love for the game really develop? Um, so I pretty much started playing baseball when I was nine. Um, I was playing I was playing like soccer and you know, just stuff like that. Like it was just pretty boring. Like I felt like I was just like, I was scoring all the time when I was just, like it was just boring and I was like being challenged and stuff like that. So I was I guess I just got introduced to the game of baseball and I was just like, oh, this is hard. So why not learn how to do it? And then eventually, like, I started learning the different, like, you know, the ins and outs of baseball and stuff like that. Just learning to get good. And then once I kind of got good at it and, like, you know, like, kind of, like, invested in stuff like that, like, I just couldn't stop. I couldn't stop thinking about it. couldn't stop playing it. couldn't stop wanting to play in tournament, tournaments and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I started late, so I always kind of had to work from behind. But I wouldn't have changed it, for, like, for anything. I mean, I liked where I started. It just, I feel like it just made my drive a lot harder than everybody else's. So, did, uh, did your dad play baseball? Oh, no. Mm-mm. You play any sports? Oh. Yeah, my dad played football. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my dad played baseball. And I just, I, when I was, when I was younger, I had no patience for baseball. And I thought it was so dumb. And 
as I got older, I started to appreciate it more as I started to learn like the mental aspect and like how, how insane it is that someone can hit a 100 mile per hour fastball. Like it's yeah. just crazy. And, and I think that also to go with like talking with what Zach said, uh, doing the internship, mm. it made me realize like, I really love baseball and like, it's, it is awesome, but I never got to play it. And I think that really frustrated my dad growing up that I, I couldn't get me to play baseball. Mm. Yeah. So you talked about playing soccer and some other sports and young, uh, when you were younger, have you thought about playing any other sports at CDS or like using anything to help build um, on your baseball skills? Cause from my experience, our coach made us do, you had two options. You either ran cross country for stamina mm-hmm. or you, you swam for stamina and shoulder stability. So I was a swimmer for three years. Um, mm-hmm. I was forced to do that, but mm-hmm. um, have you considered playing any other sports at CDS or thought about it? Um, well, eighth grade, I played football. I played football. Um, it was pretty fun, but like not necessarily because like <laughs> the one time I did try football, I got hurt. So after yeah. that, I was kind of like, I'm good. I'm kind of football, I just stick to baseball. And um, I mean, we have like a little fall program and stuff like that, just to get our arm, our arm strength, like better and stuff like that. So I haven't really thought about playing any other sports. If I did think about playing, like the sport that I would play was like track, but like, or I would run track, but it's kind of like in the, the meat of baseball season. So I can't really. Yeah. Just, Have you been like working out or doing anything else like outside of baseball to help you get better and, and like strengthen your body and stuff? Yeah, I go to this gym called Diesel Optimation. Uh, it's kind of like downtown. Um, I've been going there pretty consistent for the last um, two months in the summer and stuff like that. Um, it's been a little difficult because like I've only probably been in Tampa for like two weeks this whole summer. Mm-hmm. But um, the times that I have, like it, it really helps and stuff like that. And they got you like on a program and, and stuff like that? Yeah, they have a program recovery. Um, they have like literally everything. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to see how much the game is like developed. Because, I mean, growing up, it was kind of just like if you're if you can throw hard and you can hit the ball hard, like that's all you really need. You'll go to college. But now yeah. with like we have places like Florida Baseball Ranch and we have these facilities with cryotherapy mm-hmm. and stuff. Like we yeah. li- we used to literally, I used to go to the baseball ranch and they would do an ultrasound of your arm before your bullpen to see if you had enough fatty acids to like break down while you were throwing. Cause they were like, you're going to be throwing really hard. We're not going to tax your arm at all. You need to have at least like this many grams of protein in your body before you throw today. Like mm-hmm. you need to have this much electrolytes. Like they would break it down to a science. And I was just like, my whole life, I thought this was just like pitch, catch hit, like yeah. the base, the basics of baseball. But I mean, for you guys now, it's like how, like we, we even were looking at your PG stuff and some of the stats I had never seen before in my life. Like yeah. there was like, like and, <laughs> yeah, there were some where I was just so confused. I was like, what, I was like, what are they even looking for with these stats? Is that going to tell him how good he can read a curveball? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it all see, it all seemed a little crazy to me, but maybe that's just me getting older, I guess. I'm hating on the newer stuff. Yeah, it, it is pretty crazy. Like, it's just like a lot of numbers, a lot of statistics and stuff like that. Like, it's just, yeah, I think it's a lot sometimes. Yeah, that's what was hard for me at first with the internship is, like, there's so much information in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's stats for everything. There's different, like, slang for everything. Like, the first game I was there, I was trying to commentate, and I, I, I couldn't say anything after the second inning. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. There's just so much going on. And then I started learning more, and I think that made me like the sport more, too. Mm-hmm. There's just, like I said, so much. It was, I don't know. It's one of those sports that grew on me, you know? Mm, yeah. But you know Christian, what you have? It's it's developing a lot. Starting to see one of these developments. Our most popular topic that we talk about all the time is automated um, umping. What do you, what are your thoughts on, on this with the automated strike zone? I feel like it'll make the game like less fun, you know, like, like it's kind of fun seeing like the, co- the other coach kind of get like angry and stuff like that because of a bad call and stuff like that. But like, I also feel like it'd be like a lot more consistent, a lot more fair. So I'm not, I'm not really sure what side I'm on. I think I'm more so probably on like the, the automated umpiring because like, it'd just be fair, you know, like the right calls. Yeah. I mean, it'd really yeah. be an issue. Nobody can argue about anything. So yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of changed my mind a little bit because I was all on board for the like automated umps, but like there is an entertainment aspect of the game where like. Literally, that's where like rivalries start from is like getting calls, like showing guys up, like things just go anyway. Like that that's literally what makes a sport. And if you were to like take that away, it really like 
you lose a little like tradition of it or you lose like the authenticity. Like, I don't know, like even, uh, even as a catcher yourself, like part of being a, like an amazing catcher is how you frame, like working on pitch framing is like how you pretty much get raised on. And if like, you just told a catcher nowadays, who's already like high school, college, like, Oh yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. It's like, well, then what did I, what did I just work on everything for? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what route we go with it. Um, personally, I, I think the talent level in the MLB is great. I just think that ownership is a little like mm. not where it needs to be with like Manfred and whatever, but that's a topic for another day. Yeah, um, I, I, so I was always for automated and like the more we talk about it, the more I get like 50, 50 on it because like part of the game as a pitcher, catcher, hitter, everything is understanding and developing to the umpire strike zone. Mm-hmm. Fair? No, it's not fair. I'm not going to say it's fair, but that is part of the game, is right. learning what he's going to call, what he's not going to call. Yeah, some umps are awful and it's not consistent. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like what, if you get rid of that like human error aspect or like human yeah. control aspect, it goes a little bit more towards like like robotic in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I don't want it to be like like uh, real steel or whatever with robots or boxing and all these guys lose their jobs now, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's also good, though, because, like, as a fan, like, if you lose a game, I need to be able to blame something on someone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, we totally got beat fair and square. Like, no, I'm going to be like, no, that call in the third <laughs> inning when you brought him up with a base. Like, no, but, Zach, like, um, what's your excuse for the Red Sox right now as a fan? Ah, so – um we suck we suck that 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 that's where we are right now um i i honestly if you were to ask my like truthful opinion i yes, think yes, we're let's, hear it, let's hear it let's hear it i think we're in it i think we're in a fake rebuild because like we're we're throwing we're throwing out platoon lineups every day like i'm seeing new guys on the field called up from triple and double a that i'm like why are you the only reason they're calling them and putting them out there is because i think they want to see their worth and mm-hmm. know if they can be used as a trade asset or not so right now we've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, we haven't re-signed Devers. We haven't re-signed Bogarts yet, um, which is my biggest frustration. I think those guys are like must like needs for the team. Um, we've signed some decent relief pitchers, but starting pitching can't stay healthy. I mean, Chris Sale literally just came back off the IL, broke his pinky, first came back. You're gone. Um, Nick Pavetta just – not there. I mean, we just have so many holes in the team right now. It just seems like for a team that literally went into the championship series last year, this is not the team that looks like they did that last year. This is a team that looks like they're like came off like the worst season in baseball and are trying to get back. So it's painful to watch. Thankfully, I haven't been watching any of it. I'd rather enjoy my happiness as is. Um, but I actually like that you asked that because Christian, what is your favorite MLB team right now? Oh, uh, my favorite MLB team is probably the Cleveland Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians, like, I've always been an Indian fan. I guess we're the Guardians now, but I've always been, like, an Indian okay, fan. We won't, we won't be mad at you, I promise. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it'll always be the Indians, I promise. <laughs> no. oh, yeah, that's my favorite team. Yeah. How are they um, doing this year? Yeah. How are they doing this year? They're okay. But, like, they're, they're doing pretty well. Um, Jose Ramirez, of course, always caring. I mean, that's what he does. But, I mean, we're we're decent. Is he your favorite player? Uh, no, my favorite player is Francisco Lindor. Oh, okay. Just like I'm not a bandwagon. Like I like the when you used to play for the Indians. It's just like his style of play and swag he brings to the game. Like he just looks so confident. Like he just looks like nobody's better than him. And like that's yeah. kind of how he cares. Model? Would you say you try to model your game a little after him? A little bit, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say I'm like kind of flashy, but I mean, you gotta look good. You know, if you look good, you play good. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, don't ever feel bad about that. I was the kid every game with like arm <laughs> sleeve, taped wrist, eye black, wore the glasses, and it could be like a 7 p.m. game. And I'd be like, <laughs> why do you have on eye black? And I'm like, because if I look good, I play good. I That's play just good. how it is. Yeah. Like, you, you, I can't have, if I were to like go into a game and someone were to be like, like, oh, yeah, you look terrible, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going over for today. Like, my mental. <laughs> <problem>. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, well like, I'm like, coach i'm out i'm going home <laughs> yeah yeah i actually i actually pulled my calf um yeah. i'll just shut this one out today um exactly. ooh, that's actually i want to throw up? this on you again real quick because i you just got me thinking if you were the gm for the red sox what would you do right now to, to save everything resign devers 
Devers is the best hitter in baseball. If you don't resign him, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. I can un- I could somewhat understand not resigning Bogarts because you sign Trevor Story, he can take over short if need be, and you don't have enough money. But if you're going to sign one of them, number one, sign Devers. Um, number two, start calling up your pitching prospects and using them effectively or trade them for an actual established pitcher. Cause right now we have maybe one guy I would trust to save my life. Maybe that's maybe. Um, but one of the questions I wanted to ask Christian was, Thank you um, what are some of, what are some of like your favorite fields you played on so far? Or what would you say your favorite field to play on is? And what would you say, um, if you have one, like your worst field that like you hate playing at, like as far as high school, yeah, or honestly anywhere AAU travel because I mean I've been to most of the most mm. of the tournaments, so I know. Uh, I would say high school, my favorite field to probably play on. Um, SBC they had a really nice field. SBC like the mm. field, like the grass was done, like it was really nice. Mm. Yeah, they're not good at any sports, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. SBC, that's nice. And then my favorite travel ball field that I've played on is probably – I don't know. I like the Boomba sport. Or actually, no, 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 no. Um, East Cobb. East Cobb is my favorite. East Cobb. Oh, yeah. East Cobb is – All turf. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that is that in Georgia? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because um, when we did – was it Lake Point? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Lake Point, like that. That is a crazy field to go to. Like, just how they set it up. I don't know. The only thing I didn't like about some AAU spots is like when they would just throw turf mounds on the fields, and it's like literally yeah. like half the size, and you're literally like stepping off a hill yeah, to like throw like that. Oh, I hated that. Mm. You pitch? You were a pitcher. M- me? That was no Zach. Oh, what? You used to pitch. Yeah, dude, I pitched all the way up to my junior year. This is actually a pretty funny story. So we uh, we were in the IMG Classic Tournament. Like, we played that every year. So it was, like, our start of spring. Like, this? this was my junior year. So, like, um, I'd already pitched uh, some sophomore. Um, junior kind of ended because we went to this tournament. And we had to leave school at, like, 6 in the morning um to make it and you know as like a high schooler at 6 a.m you don't know how to act on a bus um so i'm in the back of the bus and i'm doing dips with other kids because we're like we got to get big they're like they're like we've raced a d1 talent like, we got to do this i end up pulling my like scap oh. like pulled it on the bus like to the point where i couldn't breathe sitting down unless my arm was like pinched to my side and i remember we get there and um I wasn't playing that day, thankfully, but then out of nowhere, coach is like, go to, go down to the bullpen. Like you're warming up right now. And I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, no, I'm not. And he was like, you're doing it. He was like, you're doing it right now. So I was like, all right, fine. I come into the game and we had a radar on us because it's IMG. I did not break 60 miles an hour because <laughs> I could not throw. Okay. I, I probably hit probably like 63, 64, but at the time I was normally sitting anywhere between like 76, 79 range. But then I come out there throwing low 60s. My coach is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I, I told you I pulled my back. Like, I'm sorry, but um, I literally can't even throw a ball 60 feet, six inches. Um, so you should take me out. And he said no to prove a point. So I gave up like 11 runs. And that was the okay. last time. We were, bro, we were facing Belen. Like, I think we were facing Belen Jesuit, which was like the number one team out of California. Like they ran through in us. Miami. There's two Blend Jesuits. There's one in Cali and one in um, – because we thought it was the Miami one, and we were like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, we get to play like – Is it a fact check? Do we need to fact check this? I'm like almost – because I'm pretty sure that's where Kyle Muller went. Oh, where was it in Texas? All right, there is uh, one in Miami. Yes. Maybe it wasn't Blend. It was one of the Jesuits. It was a Jesuit. Yeah, it had like they had like a star cross as a symbol. I don't know. I'll, all I know is they had two first round draft picks on the team, and I was like, "We are going to get absolutely folded." How um, bad did it hurt when you were throwing? Were you like wincing? You're like, oh, dude, you could. I couldn't lift my arm away from my body. Like you're you're throwing like this. You're trying to pitch like <laughs> this. Like it just 
it doesn't work. Um, yeah, that was one of the most embarrassing experiences I've had on a baseball field. Ah, that's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. Um, when, when, yeah, well, Christian, we'll get your most embarrassing moment after this because I promise you nothing will ever beat this. I tried to steal home plate um, on my own in the bottom of the seventh inning as the game tying run, and um, I got thrown out and we lost the game. And my head coach took my helmet off my head and punted it over the fence and then took me into the outfield while the game's still going on. Like we only had two outs, but he took me into the outfield and told the team to just finish the rest of the game and yelled at me for an hour. So like the kids were like packed up waiting for like our team meeting to like leave. And I'm still like at the left field foul pole. And my coach is just like laying into me and he just screams back. He's like, everyone go home. And then he's, and then I like me being like, the high schooler I am not paying attention. I think that means that I need to go home too. So I walk away from him and he just grabs me by the shirt and brings me back. He was like, before I kill you, he's like, you can either run 50 poles or never show up to a game again. So I ran 50 poles till I think one in the morning. And that was my most embarrassing high school or I guess why, baseball. Why experience. Did you steal home? What did you see? Like what? <laughs> There, there is no logical way to defend this. This is, this is strictly AAU ball. You think you're invincible. Like, I, like personally, I, I just thought I was the best player on the field. Like, I was like, yeah, this pitcher's dumb. There's, there's no way he even knows about to take off. What makes it worse? He's a righty. He can literally see me. Like, it wasn't, it was like he had his back to me. Like, he literally you were like, really feeling me. like Superman, bro. He pitched from the windup, and like, I run a, I ran a six eight six seven. So like, I when I see him go from the windup on third base, I'm like, I could definitely beat this guy home. Personally, I think he balked. Um, that's just <laughs> my opinion. I think he balked. Um, I think I was screwed because I had it. Um, but no, nah, definitely. Oh, were you close or nowhere near? At, not nowhere even close. Like, he, <laughs> like I was like, I was like halfway down the line and I was like, all right, he should be like just now lifting his leg from the windup. And I look up because like I sprinted with my head down. I look up and the catcher is just waiting like five feet up the baseline. And I'm like, oh, uh, I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm like this doesn't look good. Oh man. But Christian, what about you? What's your, uh, what's your embarrassing baseball moment? If you've had any, I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> uh... Grayson, I know you have some embarrassing stories. So I'm the only one that fails in life. Is that is that is that what I'm getting out of this? Um, okay, so this I definitely summer, have some. You go, Christian. Let me think. So this summer, I had um like the national showcase. It was like the national sophomore showcase. Uh, some guys just pumping like 91, 92. <laughs> oh, I'm in the box. You know, I didn't know like so. I guess the rules at the like PG showcases like if it's ball four, you like restart the count. So, you know, I get ball four or whatever. He didn't even throw me a strike. You know, I tossed it back. He's like, no, come back. Like, it's not how it works. So I'm getting in the box. It's 92. Pow! First swing. Bat just, like, cracks, right? So that's that bat. That's the only bat I brought. Like, that's, like, it's all flashy. It's nice. Like, like blue. Like, it's just, it's, I don't even, I just broke, right? It's his bat, right? So I get, I get his bat. I'm in a box. Like I said, it's, like, 92. Get in the box. Swing. Miss. It was a whiff. So it's 0-2. Right. And then take another swing, foul it off. And the next swing, it had, I had a like, I, th I thought I hit a right on the barrel. Bow, not even my bat. It just cracks. It just cracks. Another bat cracks. Not even my bat. <laughs> I just remember his face. He was like, oh, bad. Yeah. I cracked two bats. Okay. If, if you think that's bad, we had a kid on the team named Grant Walford. Grant, if you ever hear this, um, I'm, I'm so sorry, but this was the funniest thing I've ever seen. This man broke eight wood bats in a three-game tournament. <laughs> it got so bad. He had broken so – because we were just going to Dick's and buying, like, the $40 just ash wood bats. Like, didn't matter. Like, if it broke, it broke. Whatever wasn't going to cost a yeah. lot. This man broke, like, two or three of them and then broke a teammate's one. So his dad went to the store and bought – like, you ever used a bamboo bat? Yeah. Like where they're just like indestructible. This man broke the bamboo bat his first at bat with it. 
shattered it in half. And I was like, I've never seen a bamboo bat break in my life. I was like, I thought they were denser than some metal bats. I was like, there's no way that just happened. And he broke it. And then he, I remember he walks off the field and sits down and he goes, coach for financial reasons, I will not be playing the rest of the tournament. And that was the last time he pitched, but he never swung about the rest of the tournament. That was just his like downfall of hitting. Is there but, a reason um, for that? Like, is it, is it his swing? Like, why would he be like? Right. He he was just slumping at the plate, and like when you're slumping, sometimes in your mind you're just like, I gotta swing at anything. Like, swing until you break the slump. And um, he swung at everything, and they were either two inside or two outside, and they just caught the end of his bat, snap inside, snap. Hit it solid, snap. Like it did. It didn't matter. Like it. He was just not having a good day. Like it was rough. Who is uh? Who's this guy that they're talking about? I can't remember his name. That only has two sack flies in his career. I saw it everywhere this past week. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, he only has two sack I, flies in his career. I know the craziest stat I've ever read was um. Barry Bonds getting on base, what was it, like 600-something times in a season, yet only recording less at-bats than he did getting on base. Like, that to me is the craziest stat I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I I think he got on base. It's Joey Gallo. He only has two sack flies. Okay, well, Joey Gallo can't even hit a baseball right now. Um, I don't even know. I, I truthfully, truthfully, I don't know how he gets paid the money he gets paid. Like that man bats 205 to hit maybe 20, 30 bombs. Mm. Maybe. Like just uh that that's a player that I just he's literally this generation's Chris Davis. Mm. Like like that used to play for the Orioles. Like that's how I view him. But I remember um, Chris Davis went on that like it was a, I think it was like 50 something, 60 something game, like hitting slump. Mm-hmm. He had like a strike he, he did, yeah he didn't record a hit for i think 54 games damn and, yeah well did he get out of the slump eventually like did he start getting back into a groove or he's never been the same well he was only ever good he had two seasons where he hit like 50 bombs back to back but then they caught him using more adderall than he was prescribed Oh, took his, this guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They took his Adderall away. And then now he has the record for the worst batting average in the major leagues. So. That's bad. Yeah, don't, what, don't, do you, what do you think about that? When, when it's like, uh, like Barry Bonds not making the Hall of Fame, what, what do you think? What's your thought, your, your stance on that? You asking me or Christian? No, Christian. No, that's oh. kind of jacked though, because he will go down as one of the greatest hitters just like this game has ever seen. So I don't know how he didn't. That's just absolutely absurd to me, but well, like, well, he was on steroids, but he admitted he never failed a test, which mm-hmm. he didn't lie, and he was doing great things before he was on steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you think that ah. steroids alone should make him not Hall of Fame worthy? I mean, I mean, like, if he got te- if he te- if he got tested and like he never like failed any of those tests, obviously that probably means that they probably tested him during the time of the season. I mean, I don't really think that was affecting him that much, but I don't really know how this stuff works, so, so I really couldn't like. All right, well, the yeah. what? All right, what I'm trying to ask you is is regardless if he was on he was on them, right? Do you mm-hmm. think though, even though he was on them, what he did was still Hall of Fame worthy? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Because. The way that I see it, um, I feel like context is important for like a lot of players because like you played in different eras. Barry Bonds was still winning MVPs, Silver Sluggers, All Star Game. Like he was doing all this stuff before steroids. But then we had the rise of Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Jose Canseco. Like you had all these guys who suddenly jumped in notoriety just because they were hitting home runs and they were getting a like unbelievable amount of endorsement money outside of baseball. So yeah. Barry being the man he is, he's like, well, if no one's getting tested, no one's getting in trouble. I'll show you how good I am with it. Mm-hmm. So then he became literally the most untouchable person in baseball. And then they decided you're too good. We're going to take away steroids. And then they took it away from everyone. But personally, I think steroids save baseball. If it wasn't for Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire's um, home run race back after the baseball strike, the game isn't, what it is today you don't have people focusing on launch angles you don't have as much fans like out there as we do now like 
it helped the game become what it is. Like, yeah, we can recognize it's bad now. Like, we don't want to do it. But even, like, if you were to look at the UFC, like, the UFC didn't have USADA when it first came up, which is, like, their drug regulation or drug affiliation. Um, and when it first started out, no one cared if they were on roids or not. Everyone was just juiced to the gills, massive, duking it out. But now that the sport has grown to what it's become, you need to have that, like, respect and notoriety to kind of, like, make sure everyone stays clean, make sure everyone's doing the right things. But um, I feel like they're too afraid to put them in because they're scared of like promoting um, steroid use. But I think it's also a failure to not recognize what he did for the game. A-Rod, A-Rod's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was just on steroids. David David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez. Like Mm. there are literally legends that guaranteed did steroids. Dude, even beyond steroids, there's probably guys back in like the early – um, they literally have documentaries of like players doing like hard drugs back then. Like, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't imagine what like Adderall would do for these guys now. Like, I feel like kind of need it. Like back then they're throwing what 85, not like barely touching nineties. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dude. Like you got to face. Imagine literally now, if you make it to the pros, if you were to face the Mets, you literally got to go from Jacob DeGrom, the best player in baseball. And they'll bring in some guy at the bullpen that's literally, if you're a left-handed hitter, lefty specialist. Oh, you're right-handed hitter, righty specialist. Even if you somehow get a hit off them too, then their closing pitcher comes in. Oh, what does this guy got? Oh, guaranteed throwing triple digits for yeah. one inning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, there needs to be something. To, but then again, like, the hitting numbers are still there. Like, we still see teams hitting exceptionally well. Like, it's not like the gap's that much bigger between, like, where the pitchers are and the hitters are like, they seem to gradually keep pace with one another. I, which saw, is, a, I, think I saw a TikTok yesterday that said, um, I wish I wish I should have saved it. It was a guy talking about baseball and he says in the next 10, in the next five to 10 years, one Oh five will be average. And then will be, what do your, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that? He said, based on mechanics and, and structural muscle, structural support, or like some fancy words, he said that, the gaps and jumps that we're seeing now, you're going to start seeing pitchers throw 105 pretty regularly. I don't really know if somebody's arm could take that. I'll be honest with you. That's like, what I was thinking, right? Like, can a human throw an object that fast? Like, consistently? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. But, like, you never know with all this, like, tech and this knowledge that we have now. Like, you just never know. But I don't know. I think that's just – it's a stretch. And then, and then to, to, to continue the stretch – he mm-hmm. says they're going to have machines where they're going to take your saliva and put it in and do your DNA. And it's going to be like you'll, your maximum muscle potential to ever throw is going to be like 98. So we're going to teach you how to throw like 96, 95. So you don't extenuate your muscle. If I we ever like get that developed. I feel like that's a <laughs> far reach. Yeah. That's a, that's a reach and foul if I've ever seen it. But um, on the topic of five to 10 years down the road. Christian, what are some like five to 10 year goals you have in mind for yourself? Like, do you have any long-term goals that you hope to reach or what are even some goals you have set for yourself right now that you're hoping to accomplish? Um, As far as long-term goals, I mean, I definitely want to go to college, definitely graduate and stuff like that. Like, I mean, yeah, I would love to get drafted and stuff like that, but you know, you always kind of have like a plan B, you know what I mean? Just in case, mm-hmm. not saying prepare for the worst or anything or hope the worst happens, you know what I mean? But just kind of always making sure that you're setting yourself up regardless, like, you know, for goodness and stuff, like for greatness and stuff like that. So uh, I want to get, you know, go to college, graduate, hopefully definitely get drafted. Um, I mean, that's pretty much my long-term goals and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know, maybe become like an entrepreneur of some kind, just, just different ways. Like I think there's just different ways to be great. And I just want to find like my way, you know what I mean? Like just find my purpose and stuff like that. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you have any like out, outside of baseball goals right now? Not necessarily, because like CDS is very time consuming. So, yeah, yeah, so just maintaining, just maintaining good grades and stuff like that. I think that's just pretty much like that's the outside of baseball. Are you uh are you doing the IB program at CDS? Yeah, you are. Oh, see, I didn't. Junior <laughs> year or your sophomore year? A sophomore. So you're not like fully in it yet, right? No, it starts next year, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, aren't uh, so coaches are are allowed to reach out to you, like actually establish 
player to coach conversations after your junior year, right? Yeah, that's when they like they can start like they can start like uh, initiating the conversations, texting right. and stuff like that. Like that's when um, they can do that. So, okay, yeah, because I remember we were talking to JT about it, and he was like, he was telling us about his like commitment process, what it was like, and kind of that like vagueness of like having to talk to like a third party or like having it was like really difficult not just talking face to face with someone. Um, it seems kind of silly, um, like talking about it, but, um, obviously these rules are in place um, for a reason, but I mean, fortunately for you, you're going to be coming through, um, college baseball when like NIL is like starting to blow up. Mm. Obviously this is a very new market for everyone. Um, I don't know if you personally know anything about it yet. Um, I don't know if you've like looked into it or seen anything, but, um, yeah, once you get to college, it'll probably the rules they have now will probably be changed by the time you get there. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, have you looked at it at all? Uh, a little bit. Like I, I kind of get like the nil stuff. So like right now, I'm kind of just like focusing on like kind of building a brand, like you know, behind my name and stuff like that, and uh, make sure you know it's all about like rep- um, representation and stuff like that. So just making sure that you look you know presentable on social media and stuff like that. So like I'm working on branding myself and like looking to like get like a, an official nil deal and stuff like that so yeah just i guess time would tell and stuff like that yeah for sure you said you went on a visit to florida state already when when was this before or after you were like offered your scholar like your verbal scholarship well i've so i've been to like when my parents so, like you know we would always drive to tallahassee sometimes like we'd go see like florida state like it wasn't like an official visit or like um an unofficial visit or anything like that it'd be like that and then actually when you go to the camp like when you participate in the camp like they give you a visit like or they like not a visit but they like give you a tour of like the locker room like that's part of like the, the camp experience so I got to experience that when I went to the camp and stuff like that so like it was pretty much like me seeing the campus with my parents and then at the camp like seeing the locker room and stuff like that and, like, Is that how your relationship got started with Florida State was was going to their baseball camp Oh uh, no, not necessarily. Like I had some conversations with uh, Florida State before, um, and then you know I went to a camp and stuff like that. Like third party conversations. Hey, winter or not a camp? Sorry, I went to a tournament. He was at like they were at the tournament, and it's third part like third party conversation stuff like that. Like went to a camp, then went to the camp. Third party conversation like hey, like like I'll talk to you and your parents, and that was that. And then they um sent like an offer and stuff like that. Now, are any other schools? looking at you now or we're looking at you as well oh yeah a couple like i had some high interest and stuff like that but i mean i overall kind of knew like what i wanted like where i wanted to go or what i wanted to be a part of so uh, it wasn't really like a like a hard like a hard decision now yeah the topic of college baseball what would you say in order the the top three baseball conferences in college baseball i'm gonna have to go with the acc first of course but the acc of course yeah uh SEC, the Big Ten, I mean, no, not really. The Big 12, not really. Probably, yeah, but I would we, – we, Pac-12. Pac-12 huh? Pac-12's like, yeah. Pac-12's yeah. like, eh. I mean, I'm they going, did have Stanford. I'm going SEC, Big 12, ACC. ACC, ACC baseball is definitely second, mm, without a doubt. Right now, dude. What do you mean not right now? I mean, actually, I would I Big 12 would be probably like second because they have some good teams. What don't they have like what? Um Oklahoma State. Yeah, Texas. Oklahoma, Tech, TCU. Yeah, that's a good second. Yeah, I would actually no, that would be my third. It would be ACC, SEC, then Big 12. Yeah. That'd be my- I'm trying to go to conference. I I may have to put SEC up there first just because like yeah. Tennessee, insane. Ole Miss, insane. Oklahoma, um, yeah, Oklahoma's in there. Texas is in there. Uh, actually, Oklahoma State. SEC does have ACC. like Alabama. Like they're pretty good. The SEC. Yeah, they have some. Good I feel like the depth of the SEC is what it is. Is like your your five hundred team in the SEC is gonna be better than the five hundred team in any other conference. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Baseball has always been a sport, though, where it's kind of like anything can happen. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it's I, I feel like that's why it's 
the best sport in the world, in my opinion, is just because like I've literally gone to games where like the University of Tampa beat the Philadelphia Phillies. Like, I mean, they've beaten the Yankees. Now, given given these guys weren't playing like their MLB roster, like their opening day roster, but still like these guys were drafted to be pros. They're obviously yeah. a little bit better than normal college competition. Um, but yeah, I mean, even seeing stuff like that, it just makes it instills like this idea that like any given day, like anyone has a chance. Like mm-hmm. that's what that's what I love. Cause I mean, we've seen it with Cinderella teams and Omaha. Like um when Coastal Carolina won. Um yeah. I was fortunate I was fortunate enough. I actually went to Omaha to play in a tournament there and then got to watch the College World Series. And so I watched them win it all. But that was I if you ever get a chance to go to Omaha, um, whether as a fan or a player Christian, I would definitely recommend taking it. It is one of the most unforgettable baseball experiences I've ever been to um i'll definitely never forget that it's crazy how it's in omaha nebraska it's so rare yeah. and it's popping every year mm. every year dude it's like this city was made for omaha like it's literally like the center of the city is just centered around the stadium like everything mm. else is like built around it, like perfect dimensions around it wasn't like they just like stuck a baseball stadium in the middle of the city it was like, let's build a baseball season to play the College World Series, and then we'll figure out, like, agriculture next. Like, let's build a Logan's Roadhouse, like, 20 miles down the road. When you were there, um, Zach, and it was, like, game time, was, like, the whole city, like, locked into the baseball? Dude, it it is so packed. Like, I've never seen so many people moving around. Like, you literally could just get a ticket to go in, and you weren't guaranteed a seat. It was just, like, if there's a seat open, get it. Like, there's some reserve sp- seating spots but like mostly it's just going to the stadium if you can find a place to sit sit if not here's literally a bunch of walkways where you can just stand and watch the game and that's what it pretty much was um i like it's insane like they had they have a couple um like diners and restaurants that are right outside the stadium that are literally just high enough to where you can see over the field and see the entire game be played out obviously it's super expensive sick yeah, obviously it's super expensive to eat there because, um, I mean, everyone wants that experience. But for me personally, I sat right up uh, first baseline, a little mm-hmm. up behind the dugout, and then we watched – I'm pretty sure we watched Miami, Arizona. I was able to catch a Chanticleer game because um, for some reason I just – I thought they were going to win. I was like, ah, Cinderella story. It would, it would be too obvious if they won. Um, but, yeah, that – if you ever get a chance, I would check that out. That is unforgettable. But that's the piggyback off of that. There's just something about college sports that you just don't you don't you don't get the same in, in yeah. professional. Now, granted, listen, <clears throat> granted, the, the Super Bowl, the World Series, yeah, the 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 biggest events in in pro sports are bigger than the biggest events in college sports. But the consistency of of like big games and legacy and tradition, you don't get that. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like in regular MLB baseball, like the Yankees Red Sox played the other day, and no one really cared. But Florida, Florida State's playing baseball, it's sold out, everyone's tuning in. You know, mm-hmm. like it's stuff like that, and like the rivalries and the tradition and college world series and March Madness and NCAA wrestling and all like there's just no atmosphere the same, I feel like, with with the tradition yeah. and love with college sports. And I'm kind of scared that we're gonna lose that in the next five years, but I, I just I saw a tweet one time that was like a six out of 10 NFL game is always better than a six out of 10 college football game, but a 10 out of 10 college football game is always better than a 10 out of 10 NFL game. And that's how mm-hmm. I would describe that. Yeah. I also feel like college sports still have that, like, I don't know. In the, in the pros, it's a lot more perfected. You still have so much like randomness and yeah. at the college level that like no one really prepares for. And whether it be like, mental lapses of judgment or just like pure debauchery going on and like on the field of play, like you just never know. Like, and see, I don't know. I don't know if the fans are more into it at the college level or just because it's at college. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's just I because think, it's the I element the of college. Is more in college. I do. Yeah. They're more zoned. They're more locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And mm, I feel like with football, because like especially even at FAU now, like our buildups 
to like football games. Like it was more so for like the tailgate side of things, but like we still like were around the football environment just because of other interests we had. Like our school was kind of like set up around like athletics, but um, personally, I think schools are better that way. If athletics are doing good, usually the school is doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian CDS, have you had any of the other sports win states or like go deep in any of the uh, playoffs? Since, since I've been there. Yeah. Uh, track. I know there's a couple of track athletes done with the states and did and placed in states. Uh, I mean, I would say that's really it. I mean, our football team, like everybody was expecting them to like go to states. We didn't go to states. Um, that's CDS football in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think swimming, swimming, the swim team, they went to they went to states. A couple of them went to states. Uh we had a couple of wrestling guys, they won. Johnny Conrad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, one of the Conrads is still there. He's graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so old. I know. I was like, what? Yeah, like, that is crazy. Uh, Brown, I think. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, that's just about it. Like our teams aren't like I mean, we're getting of course we're like gradually getting better and stuff like that, but we haven't none of us have really like gone in like deep in the playoffs and stuff. Yeah. I'm at, I'm expecting some uh 2018 things out of CES, especially if you're on the baseball team. I need I need to see 25 and four again, given the number one team in the country run for their money type stuff. Because I mean, I know those are big expectations, but I I believe in you. You you gotta you gotta pull through. We'll get it. Yeah. But um Christian, um, I think you answered everything for us. I hope you had a good time. Um, we had a great time um getting to know you. Uh, I was really excited to bring you on as Florida State fans and as Carol Day alum. Thank you. I really appreciate or appreciate you guys having me. It was a great opportunity you know, to talk to you guys about a different a lot of different things. But thank you guys. Of course. Um Probably after the season, we'll catch up with you again. Maybe if you have time to sit down for another pod, if you're not too busy, we'll probably sh- shoot for one of those again. It's always good to reconnect with um, past guests and stuff. But we'll be keeping in touch with you. We'll see how your season's going. But um, hopefully, if you have any questions about anything, I've obviously been through the college baseball experience already, happily retired from that. But if you got any questions for us after, um, we'll make sure to get you our numbers. So we'll stay in touch. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, of course.